Hey, what's up, folks? This is uh, Nick and Nick here, the Insurance Dudes, and we are coming at you for episode two, two, um, for our new podcast. Thank you for those of you who have followed this journey for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today. Um, and really, we're just going to jump straight into it, let Nick get him a little swig of water there. Sorry. And uh, man, I'm, I'm really excited about this. So we had some good engagement on our last, on our last video. And looking forward to building that, obviously, building the channel up, building our engagement, building our viewership, and just in general, um, having some fun with this thing, man. Absolutely. To uh, to what Nick said, uh, we have officially started a new channel, which is where you're viewing this now, uh, even if you came from Facebook or uh, any of the other places where we're posting the video. But, I mean, I share Nick's sentiment. I mean, we've, we've been doing this for, what, going on a couple of weeks now, and it's really morphed into something that's pretty awesome um like like you said we've gotten some really good engagement it's been fun you know i i think for me it was always about let's document let's you know tell people what our experiences are and you know, if we can for me if i can reach we can reach one person and it changes their lives i feel that we've in a sense done our jobs and so just uh blessed to be here stoked to be here and ready to chat about uh setting goals and you know going above and beyond and doing things that other people aren't doing right who is stoked to talk about insurance? Woo! <laughs> insurance. All day, baby. All day. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm the same. I could sit and talk about it for hours. And then, you know, you get people that are just like, okay, this is over my head or whatever it may be. But, um, but yeah, man, goals, um, they're important. Um, you know, my take on it is it, it's your it, – what are you doing every day? You know, yeah. where, where do you want to be? Where are you at now? Where do you want to be? And how are you going to get there, right? Uh, my first year, they, you know, I talk about the Tika year. That's your first year. You're kind of, it's a trial and error. So you sold, you went in front of corporate, you sold them on your business plan yourself. And then that first year, they're like, all right, cool. Like you sold us. Great. We know you're a salesperson. But does the rubber meet the road? And are you going to actually fulfill Mm -hmm. all those goals that you set out for yourself did you achieve those and you know i think a lot of attaining goals would be um your ability to understand where you're at so some self-awareness right mm -hmm. and knowing if you're coming up short what are you doing to change that what are you doing to hit your goals so like all right let me ask you what's what y'all's goal you know I, I think you break it down into weeks like what's your goal every week what what do you want to write as a, a producer Personally or as an office? Well, I know you have an office goal. Mm -hmm. And then where do you fit into that office goal? Uh, personally, my goal is to write 9K a day, right? And so what that uh, initially equates to is 200 grand a month. So I look at it from that. So I have, I believe in taking a macro goal and then literally breaking it down piece by piece. Because I think that in my experience, if you don't have a daily measurable you'll never achieve that monthly or yearly measurable. And, you know, like you said, what are you doing every day? Are you, you know, are you showing up to the office late? Which for me messes up my routine because I, for, when I get here between seven and 7.30, no later than 7.30, I know from 7.30 to 8.30, I'm scheduling Facebook appointments. You know, part of what I do is making sure that not only myself, but the other agents in the office are eating. And so that's very important for me. And then I have time slots in which I schedule my day and I do things in a specific order. If you can't set a measurable goal, you'll never be able to break it down, 
readjust and try something different. You know, we talked about this the other night and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Now, you can do the same thing over and over again, but you have to tweak specific tasks or specific um, items within those those actions. You know, you, you need to post on Facebook every day, but you need to change up how you're doing it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's all about being consistent. I think that's one of the biggest things for me is, you know, when I'm in the office, what am I doing? How am I measuring it? And I don't stay until I fix that or at least when I finish. Have you heard of the, uh, well, let me ask you questions. Do you know what the difference between a goal and a desire is? Well, I mean, me personally, I, I have what I would, what I would think it'd be what the difference is, but I'd love to hear you know, where you're going with this. So goals versus desires, right? So like you get married and you probably both set out to have a successful marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, those that desire to have a successful marriage and those with a goal of having a successful marriage, I guess your, your end game is the same and that you want to have a successful marriage. Mm -hmm. However, when you desire to do something, right? I desire to write 200K a month, 9K a day, or my goal is to write 9K a day. A desire, I could desire to have the best marriage that I want, but it's dependent upon not only me, but my partner, my spouse. And if they don't want that same thing, then we're never going to get there. So a goal is something that you can directly control. And so your goal, right? So like I want the agency wants to write, you know, $40,000 in monthly PNC premium. That's a desire. Okay. Being a goal, I can control how many households we quote, how many, you know, I can't, I can't make people just buy things, right? We, right. none of us can, right. right? Buyers are going to buy on their own time. Mm -hmm. And so you can set a, you can, you know, you have this desire, you have this goal, you desire to write those things. Great. You have that desire, but what are you going to do to get there? Right. I can't hold a gun to your head to make you buy. But if a goal of mine is to quote enough households every single day in and day out down to a weekly and then a monthly, then I'm able to achieve that goal through my own control. It's something that I have control of versus a desire is something that I want to do, but I can't necessarily control it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people, like they desire to make a lot of money. They want to come in and they want to set this number. They want to hit that number. That's a desire, but they don't necessarily control that versus your goals. Like you said, they need to be attainable. They need to be measurable mm -hmm. and they need to be, you know, motivating. And, and that's the difference between the goals versus desires you know, those desires, you can have those, but a lot of times they're pipe dreams because you don't actually have measurable, attainable goals that you're working towards hitting every single day to yeah. hit those, you know, those those levels and benchmarks that you're wanting to hit. Um, yeah. I, it was really interesting whenever I was like, oh, I'd love to do that, or I want to do this, or I, you know, goals versus desires. That, that really resonated with me, and, and it comes back to controlling what you can and – Forget everything else. It, 
if you can't control it, don't fret. If your computer crashes, whatever, control what you can. Computer crashes, great. So I can't run quotes right now, but I can go out and face to face, shake some hands and meet people mm-hmm. and get some names and numbers so that when my computer comes back up, I can now get back to quoting, you know? Yeah, um, I do know. And that the biggest thing in, especially in sales, man, it can get sideways on you really quick. Um, but just control what you can focus it on that. I can't make 10 people buy, but I know if I quote a hundred people and I have a 10% closing ratio, my 10 people are going to buy. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And so that, that to me is a, one of the, the biggest takeaways I have, you know, for the goal piece is just, just putting them out there. And what are you doing every day to it? To, to attain that. I think you were telling me how uh, you, you've noticed that some people, I mean, and I see the same thing, aren't willing to put in that extra work to mm-hmm. get to that next level. Yeah. I mean, I see that all the time. I think, you know, I think I look, this is the way I look at it, right? Whether you're an independent agent, whether you, I'm a captive agent, whatever, wherever I am, I am essentially running my own business. If I'm writing for a larger company or however, however you want to lay it out at the end of the day, my paycheck or the level of my success is solely dependent on me. You know, obviously, you know, leadership is a big thing. You are in a leadership position. So I know that that's something that you hold very near and dear to your heart. We talked about, you know, your morning meetings that you set and what time you need to be there and kind of what your expectations are. And, you know, I see a lot of people complaining about, Oh, I don't have this or, you know, I'm not hitting this number. And, you know, I've always asked, well, what are you doing that's setting yourself apart? You know, I, I've always thought about it, but you and I, and you said it directly to me one day. And it was, if you want to be above average, you have to do above average things. You know, if you want to have the things that people don't have, you have to be willing to go above and beyond and do the things that people aren't doing to get those things. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, we talked about that in our office this morning and I posted a video on my Facebook today about what are you sacrificing? Like, you know, I know you personally, have sacrificed quite a bit to get where you are. I mean, you own your own agency. You did that in four years. That's fucking awesome, dude. Like, oh, well, I stand corrected. <laughs> stand fucking corrected. And like that, that to me, man, just on a personal note, it inspires such a, or implements such a level of inspiration for me because you and I have so many commonalities. Not only like we're geographically from the same place, even though we're not there now, we, we come from the same circle, right? You and I are a lot alike. And I, I don't think we knew that until people were like, dude, you guys look alike. Y'all talk alike. And y'all, I mean, that, and that's, that's good though. But what, what I'm getting at is that like, we all have to sacrifice something or, you know, and that, whether that be time with family members or time with a girlfriend or relationship or whether it be sacrificing old habits we as human beings innately get into a comfort zone and it's that age old saying, you don't grow inside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know? And I just see a lot of people not willing to change their habits and whether that be, you know, what time they get to the office, the goals they're setting, what they're eating for lunch, what they're putting in their bodies. I mean, all these things affect you. And if Gar- you're not willing to garbage change, out, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's I a guy see. in my office named Taylor and Taylor is an amazing story because he's had some pretty incredible hardships in his life and where he was then to where he is now is night and day and he's changed those habits. He's done things. And he, he sets an example for everybody in this office to be a better person. And I think ultimately for me, what I see, it took me a long time to become a better person and to want to change things. And 
you know, it's the people you surround yourself with, i.e. you, like you inspire me on a daily basis to be better. And like the conversation we had last night where I asked you to kind of dissect the conversation I had on the call and you, you said some things that I, I think I knew innately, but it sometimes takes somebody to bring that out of you to be like, oh shit, he's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's well, what I could have done differently. Yeah, I mean, NFL, they watch film constantly and it also helps having a, you know, it's, we get clients that come in and, you know, moms talk to the kids about the way you drive and don't text and drive and this and that. And when we insure, when I insure a youthful driver, I've got a whole conversation about it. And I, I go into some, <clears throat> excuse me, harsh realities and talk about some, you know, some accidents that we've seen. <clears throat> and it's kind of like a scared straight kind of deal. Um, but it really does help. And so often I have parents that pull me aside and say, Hey, really appreciate that. Or I'll get a text message like three weeks down the road. They're like, Hey, I don't, I don't know how I, I've been saying these things for a year or two and it didn't resonate, but hearing it from someone outside of our home, who's in the position that you hold when you talk to them, I mean, it, it sunk in and, and they'll see habits that change or what have you. So it's sometimes just those take that, that outside person to, to kind of look in, peek in. But also once you're just in this industry as well for a while, you know, you got two months in, I got seven years in. Um, it helps it helps just to have that experience and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, back to the, to the goals and doing things that others aren't willing to do, you know, a, part, a major part of my job now is recruiting and, you know, developing, recruiting new talent to, to add to the team. And then also developing the talent that I have to become the next superstars to hopefully they can move on. Um, and man, far too often I see that people are not willing to take a step back to take an infinite amount of steps forward. It's like, hey, you might be making that seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars a year, sixty thousand dollars a year. You're you're rocking this thing. And I'm offering you like a $50,000 a year position. And you're like, whatever, I'm doing so much better now. Mm-hmm. But like that 80 that you're rocking, you're capped. You're, you're like, what's your growth potential? Yeah. And what's your growth potential, you know? So not always looking at opportunities for where you're at right now. You know, one of the hardest things that I find is whenever I, I bring people onto the team is you're going to make a livable wage with me, but Really, if you're there, if I recruit the right person, the person that I'm looking for, they see this opportunity as the chance to sit in the chair that I'm sitting in, mm-hmm. right? They've got that that long game figured out, and they know that like they're basically getting a free education and getting paid on the job training for a couple years, so that they can go out and emulate what I've just taught them. And it's really hard for people to take a step back or to make sacrifices. Maybe you can't take as many family vacations and don't get me wrong, work-life balance, it's really important, but can you, could you maybe not do that for three three years in a row and yeah. you know, take a step back, cut expenses where you can. If you have to cut the cable cord, do it. You know, I mean, certain things that, um, you know, what, what's it worth to you? How bad do you want it, right? How bad do you want it? And where are you willing to make those sacrifices? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, when I, for those of you who have watched a couple of our episodes now, you know that I used to work on board cruise ships. And man, we worked 14, 16 hour days 
And when I came home and I started um, in, as a team member in an agent's office, um, you know, everyone was leaving at 5, 5.15, like literally like clockwork. It was like 5.03, gone. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Every day. And I'm like catching my second win, and I'm like, one, and I was in North uh, Metro Atlanta, and traffic is just jacked for like a strong like hour and a half, two hours, okay? So I figured out if I left at five, I'm getting home at 6.45. Or if I left at 6.15, 6.30, I'm getting home at seven, mm-hmm. right? And the next hour and 45 minutes, or actually 30 minutes, hour and 30 minutes for you is gold. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. your freaking hot time. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, man, I have these goals. My goals were when I got home, buy a house, open an agency, and get my pilot's license. And I've achieved two of those, and I'm working on a third. And so I was willing to go that extra mile. I was willing to stay late. And just by virtue of the fact that I'm staying late, I'm going to get so many more quotes than those that are only working this eight-hour window, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the conversations that, that I'm having are better because these people that we're wanting to talk to, they're not at work, right? They're, they're actually at home when you have the chance to talk to them mm-hmm. on Saturdays as well. Um, you know, yeah, it sucked. I went to a couple, uh, training classes Saturday morning, drove down to the airport, um, you know, kick off the year type deal. And, you know, one of the, the speakers said, look around, you know, a lot of y'all in your like mid late twenties, early thirties. And a lot of your friends are probably, uh, I don't know, sleeping in, have a hangover out partying or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday morning. You're in here talking about insurance, but five, 10 years from now, where are y'all going to be? Mm-hmm. And where are they going to be? So you make certain sacrifices. And I really think it's just kind of a gut check. Like how bad do you want it? And how much are you willing to sacrifice? And if you find that you want it bad enough, set those measurable, set those attainable goals and freaking just go for it, man. It's really not hard. I mean, it kind of is sometimes. You, yeah. You oh, it's, that, yeah don't, that don't lie to everybody. It's not easy. Just do it, right? Yeah, just show up for 15 hours a day, you know, three years straight with no days off. It's real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. And you know, there's, and I always, I try to also be very, transparent and i know for example given that i was single no kids i had the ability to work later and not have to worry about picking up a kid at school you know i i I could just literally jump in with both feet and just totally immerse myself Mm -hmm. in the insurance thing so I, i also do think it's important to explain the whole situation i find so many times you get, you know, you go to these different conferences or talks or whatever, and some guy who's killing it in one product gets up and, like, talks for, like, 30 minutes about how he's amazing this product and kills it, whatever, boom, boom. And he's giving you the tip of the iceberg, but really what makes it work isn't that tip of the iceberg that he gave you. It's all this other stuff that's below the waterline, and they don't give that, right? No. And so, actually, I'll, I'll make a commitment to all of our viewers out there. Okay. <laughs> They're all out there somewhere. Yeah, all of our viewers... Over in Indonesia, wherever you're at. If you're listening from Indonesia right now, tune in. I will make a commitment to you that if we ever start talking about, and and to this date, I still have, I will always give you the whole story, the Mm -hmm. back story, the front story, how I got there, how we arrive at those things, and why we do those things. And I think, you know, probably for you, 
I mean, that's one of the things that I want out of it. I'm a very, I'm a very straight shooter and I don't like sugarcoating things. And I, I appreciate when I'm handled the same. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I want out of this is whenever we talk about what's working, all right, that's cool. What's working, but like, what are those other things that you're also doing to make sure that that works, right? Like, you know, and, and I don't mind giving out my secrets because like your boy Gary V says, you could have every single answer. You could have every single silver bullet out there. Someone could literally tell you how to do everything to be successful. Most people won't execute. They fail to execute. You can have every answer out there. And you will still fail because you don't execute. You don't go above and beyond and do what it takes to actually make it happen, right? So, dude, I gotta, I gotta say something. So, on, on the, you know, the, the note of transparency, that was my biggest failure coming into, into this office, right? Which why for me it took two, why? So it took me three weeks to issue my first piece of business, and it was because my previous success was my ultimate failure. And by that, I mean, I thought I knew everything. Like I heard Perry pitch and I'm like, oh, that's easy. I got this, you know? And so I was not as dedicated to learning the, my craft as I should have been because I wasn't at the time I, I was in this mindset of not necessarily victim, but like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to kill it here anyway, because it's who I am. But right. you also have to take that away and say that I'm not special here at all. And I'm not special in this world. I'm not better than anybody. I get the same 24 hours as you do. How do you use it? And what are you doing in that time frame? Something that, and so anyways, but again, on the, you know, the note of being transparent, like if you're not willing to strip your ego out of it and, you know, Perry sat me down in his office probably two, two and a half weeks ago. And I was just having a, you, you could tell I wasn't, well, I wasn't writing what I should have been. And so he pulled me aside. He goes, he, I listened to one of your phone calls. He goes, you know, you're a badass, right? And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Oh yeah. He was like, but do you believe it? And I was like, and I started thinking, he was like, you know, I'm going to shoot something at you and you tell me what you think. I'm like, okay, come on. He goes, your level of optimism and positivity is bar none the best in this office. However, that to me is a sign of your inward pessimism and your doubt. And I was like, holy shit, you're fucking right. Because I was going throughout my day, not spending time learning the things I needed to learn to be successful on the phone, then therefore creating doubt within myself and then not doing my job as I meeting the expectations that I had set for myself. And as a cover to mask that, yep. you're like over the top positive. Yep. All the time. And I'm naturally that way, but I think there was, I was probably exuding it, you know, 103% versus hundred percent. And that little 3% was enough for Perry, a guy who writes two and a half, $3 million a year in policies to say, okay, you need to ground yourself a little bit. You need to pull this out of you. And you said something about people not really wanting to do what it takes. And I always, there's a story. And I, I know that if you, you've been in, in sales, you've heard the story of the guru and the businessman, the businessman wants to be successful. And so he goes and finds a guru and the guru said, do you really want to be successful? And the businessman in a nice suit says, absolutely. He goes, okay, meet me on the beach 5.30 tomorrow morning. So he meets him there on the beach, the businessman's in his suit and the guru is standing there and he's like, well, what are we doing here? Uh, the businessman said that. And that, so he was like, come with me. He starts walking him out into the water and right as the water gets up to here, the businessman's looking around like what's going on. And then it starts slowly getting up here to where he almost can't breathe. And then the guru sticks him under the water and holds him down and he's fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. 
and inevitably lets him up. And he, the, the businessman's like, what the fuck did you do that for? He goes, how bad did you want to breathe? And he was like, with my entire, everything entirety for me, what the hell? Zoom has given me a nice little gift here. Um, with the, with my, my being, my entire being, I wanted to breathe. He goes, that's how you need to view success. You need to want it as bad as you want to breathe. And so for some people that might be excessive, but when you break it down and it's common foundation, it's like, or the foundation of it, it's how bad do you really want it? And you said that, you know, and are, what are you willing to give up? Like I'm, my situation is different. I have a son. I don't, I'm not married. I'm single, but I had still, ha I have that behind me. And so something I spoke of this morning on my video on YouTube, I said, look, I hate not being able to go and take my son to school every day. I hate that I can only go to one of our three football practices a week. But you know what? I guarantee you, I don't hate when I don't, my rent is paid. I, you know, I don't hate when I don't have to worry about my car note. I don't hate when I, you know, can cook lamb chops for my son, you know, Friday night or order pizza or play PlayStation. Like, what, what do you want more? Do you want to be mediocre for the rest of your life or whatever that is for you? And if you are okay with that, by all means, but I'm not willing to do that. You know, I'm not willing to be a below average. I mean, we, anyway, so I think people's behaviors are, are interesting. Um, when you, at the core of it, when you break it down, it's like, yeah, you say you want all this and it comes back to the goal versus desire, right? Oh, I want to do this. I want a nice car. I want all this. You know what the difference between the guy sitting in the office across from me and then a guy like Perry is that Perry doesn't talk about it. He goes and does it and then he gets cars delivered outside like once a month. And I'm dead serious. Like there's a new car once a month, but he, you know what? He busts his ass. He sacrificed for it. And now he is where he is because he was willing to take those losses up front for the, the, the long-term wins. He must hang out with Ryan Stuman. <laughs> he doesn't actually. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if he likes them, but I, you know, the little, the, the poker chips, I brought one for everybody. Oh, I ordered those through your guy, Mike, by the way. Did um, you? Yeah. So I'll send you, I'll send you what I had uh, put together. I'll do yeah. that. Here, but That's cool. yeah, those are I wish I knew their company to give them a shout out. Do what? I said, I wish I knew the name of the company to give them a shout out. Next episode. We'll do that. Next episode. 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 Um, yeah, man, you know, how bad do you want it? You got to have that desire and you got to, I find I'm, I man, I'm crazy competitive. And I think anyone that does what we do has got to be crazy competitive. Yep. Um, it doesn't sit well with me, you know, coming in second place, coming in freaking halfway through the pack. I want to freaking dominate. I want to win. And that's, there's no other acceptable result than winning. Being an agency owner, um, it has been incredible incredibly humbling for me knowing that I'm like like you like I'm an awesome salesperson like I got this I've run a couple businesses in the past jump into agency and it's all dependent upon your team and you could be the best dang salesperson and you could put up best dang salesperson numbers but guess what you're no longer a salesperson you're an agency now and your best month for salesperson numbers pales in comparison to what some people's agencies are doing, right? Yeah. And that's been probably one of the most frustrating things in my entire short agency career is I know I can write the business. I know I can market myself. I can generate leads. I can do all those things, but still even my best month as a single person is, is nowhere near good enough for what my agency goals are. 
And it's been very humbling to, you know, have to take a step back, to have to make sacrifices or, you know, not really making a whole lot of money in, in the first couple months, years that, you know, all the money that you are making is getting dumped back into the office to grow the business more. But knowing, again, playing that long-term goal, I'm not taking a lot of money out of the business right now. I'm putting it all back in so that 10 years from now, where does, where is this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that has been one of the most incredibly humbling experiences for me is like you said, coming into it, man, I got this. I'm good. You know, whatever. And obviously being a good salesperson, you've got confidence uh, not to be confused with cockiness or arrogance. A lot of people, yes. a lot of people that aren't confident when they encounter someone who is confident, I feel like they attack you because they feel threatened. Yeah, and so absolutely. they'll call you cocky, confident, or arrogant, whatever. And in reality, and I've been accused of this a lot, in reality, I'm just really confident in myself. And mm -hmm. I like... I mean, I, I stood on a, a freaking stage and entertained 3,000 people. Um, hell, I've been dressed up like Beyonce on stage. There's videos of it too, by the way. Yeah, there <laughs> are videos of that and only a select few. There's pictures. If you come, come through my, my uh, Facebook page, there's some photos of me. Oh, I've some, seen them before, yeah. That some guests have posted. But, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll say that you can't let that – let that throw you off, man. If you're a confident person and, and you're, you've studied your craft, you know, you're really good at it. You know, you, what you're talking about actually makes sense. And you're right. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nothing wrong with being confident because that confidence is what it takes to know that you're going to set a goal and you're going to freaking hit it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. And so it all kind of starts commingling and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, man, goals, they are important. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, the Cowboys, they're, they're, they're not really uh, – Don't even talk about it, bro. Like Don't goals. even talk about it. Don't even talk about it. Not going down that path right now. Did, did I tell you about my fantasy, what I, what I did? I sat o o um, Odell Beckham Jr. because cumulatively for the entire year he hadn't had any more than 20 points. And then what's he do? Goes off and shoots off 40 fucking points against the Cowboys the one day I sit him. Yeah. And you know, I lost my fantasy league, or I lost my that, that matchup this week by, like, 20 points. Dead. fucking furious, dude. This Damn. is the first year in probably almost 10 years that I'm not doing a single fantasy league. And it, it feels really good, I got to say. Um, one of my buddies, the commission, the commission, one of our leagues, he is – uh, boycotting the NFL, <laughs> so he's he's not doing fantasy. Another one, I don't think he's boycotting. I think he just forgot, so he just kind of sucks as a commish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I I was in four at one point in time, then three, and then the past couple of years I was in two different leagues. Um, but uh, it feels really good. Like I know you said you got Hootsuite. And it helps you with all your uh, social media posts. And you don't know what to do with all your free time. Yeah. Dude, I'm not doing fantasy football. And I do not know what to do with my spare time. <laughs> you know, it gives me an idea. Maybe I should probably put more time into uh, my fantasy league now that I do have a little bit more time. With, um, I mean, with there you go. Or, or lead generation, having meaningful conversations. Yep. 
and That's close in some business. Get to that nine K a day. I like that nine K a day keeps yeah. keep the nine uh, K a day keeps the manager away. Yeah, I, I always say uh, I say one app a day keeps the boss away. So yeah, yeah there you go. I mean. Yeah, and that's but it's you know we can all that sounds good and you know good and dandy, but it doesn't come without busting my ass and being here until eight o'clock at night, locking the doors, and then being you know the next like when you, it's kind of humbling when you leave when it's dark and you get here when it's dark. That's when it's like I just told the team that yesterday. Yeah, and but you know what? I mean, I'm all right with it. Like Ray downstairs, the the guy who the, the security guard. He every time I walk in, he's like, "Good morning, Nick. How you doing?" I'm like, "Man, I am blessed and highly favored. How are you today?" So the thing is, man, with anyone who's successful, I love that there's a pyramid and it's like the entrepreneurship pyramid of success and it's an iceberg and everyone sees the tip of the iceberg when you are successful. Mm -hmm. They see whether it's the cars that you drive or the clothes that are all tailored or you live in like the neighborhood to live in or like you're always going on trips, vacation, what have you. All, all they see is that that success. They don't see when you're working from dark to dark. They don't yep. see when you're in the office on Saturdays or you're texting clients at 6.45 in the morning because someone just reached out to you. Yep. They don't see all of those things, but then they like to look down their nose at you once you've experienced that success. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, There's so much crap that goes into it. I mean, hell, Elon Musk hate the guy love the guy that dude was like broke on his last leg and decided to bet the freaking farm and they made it work he's mm-hmm. grit i, I know like trying to define grit that's a popular term that's kind of yeah. thrown around here lately but it's it's when it's got to get done there's those that step up to the plate and just freaking do it yep and there's those that accept failure and What's funny, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I told you this or not. Um, I always, when I get new salespeople um, in the office, I tell them when you're start, when you're making these calls, you have a license, so you drive the conversation. Yeah. And either I love that. I love that. Either you are selling them your policies, and you're going to make money. And if you're not selling them, you're buying what their excuses as to why they will not buy when you sell things you make money when you buy things it costs you money so every transaction you go through throughout the day are you selling or buying we are salespeople. generally speaking you want to be selling always be selling always be closing um but yeah man that's a you're always selling something whether it's why you should be able to get a refund six months past the refund date. I don't know, whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah. So how are we doing on time, man? Uh, you know, I have no idea. I just I realized my phone was on and I got a bunch of notifications coming. I was like, oh, stop. I think we're about we're at about twenty minutes. So I think we should probably start wrapping things up. Um, yep. It's always a good idea to wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or you'll end up with children like me. Um, just one. Uh, one thing you 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 said and grit grind everybody has their own definition you know it's i always tell people i don't care how busy you think you are it's how productive are you being you know i can be busy just for the sake of being busy and look busy and look like i'm doing shit but at the end of the day i mean the results are are gonna really amount to what type of work and the amount of work you're putting in and if you just you just accept failure then that's okay you know we're not 
I'll be the first person to tell you that, you know, whatever I, whatever you do take from all of this, um, you know, whoever's watching, I hope that you understand that these are our personal experiences. This is what Nick and Nick, what we do and how we do it. And I personally hope that that inspires you to take some sort of action for change, whatever it's, you know, changing, you know, the fact that you don't smoke anymore. Like I, I haven't smoked cigarettes and I can't tell you how long because I smoked this little fucking thing. And that was for me a huge change. Like, is, I that, realized, a USB, is that a USB drop? Yeah, right. Uh, I, and what it was, was funny was that I realized, I mean, I was taking an hour, an hour and 20 minutes out of my day just to go downstairs, have one cigarette and come back up. And, and I was like, fuck, an hour and a half? To your point about the driving, the traffic? Like, dude, an hour and a half? I can do so much. I can do so many things. You know, there's so much time for activities. But you can truly make a difference once you start changing habits. So I will let you close us out, Nick. Uh, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for watching on my end. And I love you guys. And uh, that's it from this, Nick. Hey, thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, man, this has been fun. I uh, I feel like, I mean, I don't feel like I, I know we're going to have a great time in doing this. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage those that are out there to follow us on this journey. Mm -hmm. um, engage. I know that we started a Facebook group yep. that is Nick and Nick, the insurance dudes Facebook group. Um, it's a public group. Um, if you want to invite, reach out to Nick or my, uh, myself, Nick, Nick, or Nick, and we can uh, guide you in the right direction, but that you'll get all the updates. And I, I'd like to get a uh, community built, you know, where it's yeah. idea sharing, it's, you know, people that come to us for solutions, you know, just all of the above. Like we said, we want to connect with people. So um, stick, you know, check that out. Be sure you join. That way you always get notifications whenever we do drop a podcast or, you know, have some stuff going on. It'd be cool to get some giveaways going. We probably have to build our viewership up to, yeah, to sure. build a team up with people, but I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah, we just, we got to make sure people are subscribing, people are sharing, you know, we've, uh, I know in the description of the videos, we've got, uh, I've got all the links for our Facebook group for 706 insurance, uh, for, for my agent page, there's a plethora of information that, you know, we're going to, we're going to leave every time we do a video, just so you guys can always, uh, easily get to where you need to go. And hopefully where you need to go is to our pages. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, but man, this has been fun. Like I, I'm, I'm looking forward already to it next week and it's, it's not even the end of this week yet, but yep. we'll, we'll definitely let everyone go. If you have any questions, be, feel free to reach out. Otherwise go out there, set some goals, crush those goals and be motivated. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Take it easy. Later.